This is part two of A Journey of Mercy, I Will Never Leave You Orphan. In our last segment, we looked at the beginnings of Bob's life through uh, his, uh, his spiritual conversion. And now, Bob will continue. In 1992, Mr. Lovejoy died. So we went to get him flowers at a local flower shop, Dutta's, which they had the home, the flower shop below the home, and it has these wooden floors on it. So we got the flowers, but the man came up and said, well, what do you want me to say on them? I remember putting my head down and, and not thinking anything. And I noticed these drops hitting a little puddle of water on the wooden floor, and I realized they, they were my tears dropping. Then he said, well, don't worry about it. He said, tell me something you, you used to do. And I said, well, we used to play cards all night, nickel, dime, quarter. And then when the sun come up, Mrs. Lovejoy would, would cook us uh, ham and eggs. And, uh, and we did that quite often. It was, was a good evening of, of like family together. So when we got to the funeral home to, for the, where the preacher was preaching and for the layout, they all come running up to me, Jack, Otis, uh, Jimmy, uh, Llewellyn, and, and Linda, and all of those uh, have gone home uh, to heaven, I pray. And, but they said, we know who did that. We know they came from you, Bobby, because they were the only ones that ever called me Bobby. And when I looked, the man had put five large cards up, which formed a royal flush of hearts. And uh, it actually touched my heart, too. I couldn't have thought of a better thing to do. And uh, the family was really excited about it. So the preacher that preached uh, the sermon was the grandson of a preacher. And he said when his granddaddy was dying, he told his grandson that when he, he stopped preaching and went out and became an alcoholic, and he came back, he didn't have anything to offer the good Lord for the time he was out drinking. He said that's what worried him on his deathbed the most. So I kind of looked up to heaven and I, I said to myself, well, what would I offer God if I died now? I said, I couldn't offer him, I could drink more than anybody else, and I'd be the last one to fall off the bar stool at a bar, because I hadn't drank for three years. And then I remember in 1966 in Vietnam, dreaming about chocolate milkshakes. Because you never know what you like until you don't have it. And definitely we didn't have ice cream in Vietnam. So when I went on R&R, we stopped at Guam, and I practically ran to the place where they, they had selling stuff, and they, they had ice cream, and I got me a chocolate milkshake. And so I was happy about that. And I said, well, Lord, I, I offer you I will not eat ice cream for the rest of my life. And to this day, thank the Lord, it's so far so good. But I want to say a few words about that now. See, when you offer the Lord anything, freely of yourself, you get a thousand times more back for doing that. 
And he didn't give it back right away. He, he waited almost three years to make sure I wasn't lying. Because <laughs> our human beings have a way of, of pulling and not really stay, sticking to our promises. So after his funeral, I kept going to AA. I kept, you know, still got uh, actually married to, to the woman, but not to the church that I was living with. I went to, got us, I guess you would call a civilian marriage. Uh, and this went good until 1994. I went to visit my sister, and it was in Christmas season. Christmas was over, but New Year's wasn't yet, so I don't know the exact date. When I went to leave, my sister offered me this book written by Wayne Rival on Medjugorje. I can't hardly say it, and I definitely can't spell it. Uh, I said, sis, I don't want that. She said, oh, no, you're taking it. I said, no, not. She said, yes, you are. I want to go home. I know her. She's stubborner than I am. I, if I didn't take it, we'd still be there arguing about it, so I took the book. Went home, threw it on the living room table, didn't even open it up for a week. He didn't want to even sit in there and open it up, began to read. I can remember that the story of Medjugorje, the way they built the church and the crucifix up on the, the mountain, uh, came from a dream a Pope had. I can't remember the Pope's name. And they built the church, St. James, uh, four or five times bigger than the village needed. And that was because of what would happen at Medjugorje, of Our Lady visiting Medjugorje. And Medjugorje still hasn't been approved as, as an apparition, but however, it is uh, said to be a spiritual place and it's okay to go there. So, I kept reading this book on Medjugorje. And in the book, the words of the Blessed Mama, Mother, was always in